Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray for You, coming to you live from Casa de Kristen here. Why did I say live? It's obviously recorded. <laughs> if I'm coming to you from Kristen's house, it's never live. All right, guys, listen. I want to talk to you today about another topic that kind of gets avoided, and that's self-harm. Okay? And by this, I'm talking about, pe- you know, cutting and people even burn themselves. Uh, it, it takes uh, – it manifests itself in other ways, sometimes in eating disorders uh, sometimes even just self-deprecation. But, you know, w- what we're talking about today is really, really like the dark stuff. I'm not just talking about, you know, feeling down on yourself, which is bad enough as it is. And we did a sermon uh, recently on depression, and I encourage you to watch that. But th- this is for people who are really engaged in self-abuse, and not just that, for everyone else so that you can recognize it, which is a skill I had to develop. I was for a while, a public defender. Actually, I come to think of it, I still do have a public defender contract in a town. And I began to develop an eye for women who were engaged in self-abuse. And I don't just mean I would see like cuts on their arms or things like that. That's not even what I'm talking about. That's a more obvious manifestation. I could tell when a woman was had, had been abused because it would usually be some woman in like their their mid twenties to early thirties, somewhere in that neighborhood, that had no criminal record whatsoever. And then I'm seeing them, and they had picked up like three shopliftings in three weeks. That doesn't just happen. People don't just live a normal, well-adjusted life, and all of a sudden they start committing crimes in rapid su- succession like that. And what I figured out pretty early on, and I think it was really divine discernment, was that these were people who uh, were ab- were abusing themselves. And again, a lot of times it has to do with cutting some women, uh, not just women, but other people that really turn to alcohol it, beyond drunkenness. I mean, really just trying to, um, to hurt themselves. And that's what this was too. People say it was a desperate cry for help. I don't think that's quite what it was. I think what actually is happening is when people have suffered from severe abuse, they feel like their body isn't there anymore. They feel like they're... Um, they're just sort of damaged goods. And I almost felt like what was happening was since they had someone else hurt their body, they were trying to hurt that body also almost as though to regain possession of it. Like nobody gets to hurt me except me. And I mean, some of the stuff was pretty obvious. I remember this one poor girl who um, was part of a very uh, insular religious community and she had been, you know, sexually assaulted by her fiance. And the consequence of that was that then she was considered unclean by her community and they, they had kicked her out. And what she wound up doing was she went into one of these stores, you know, like these big box stores and found the biggest object that she could, which happened to be a, a color printer and pushed that through the, the checkout lines right out the door, you know, in the most obvious way possible because she would get caught that way. And she was literally trying to get caught. Well, Here's my message for people who have gone through that sort of abuse and to the extent that um, they're now harming themselves. Okay, my message to you is this. You are not damaged goods. Okay, you have no reason 
uh, to feel bad about yourself, to feel less than. The Bible says who the Son, meaning Christ, sets free is free indeed. And so you have every right to be free from that abuse and from that abuser, okay? Psalms 10, 14, there's a lot of this, by the way, in Psalms. You know, people think the Bible is all about, like, you know, either either miracles or Jesus, you know, preaching like almost like a hippie message. It's kind of weird how we we think of of what Christianity is really about. It's really about a lot uh, overcoming darkness and addressing darkness. And there's a lot of it in Psalms, and and Psalms ten fourteen. I really like uh, for this situation where David says, "But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. The victims commit themselves to you. You are the helper of the fatherless." In uh, Psalms 145, 14, the Lord upholds all who fall and raises up all who are bound, uh, bowed down. And lastly, one, Psalms 147, 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You know, one of the things people say is, well, why is it if there's a God, he allowed this to happen to me? And that's a question people have been asking since the beginning of time. I mean, the first uh, crime in the Bible, remember, is when Cain kills Abel. And you say, well, why did God allow Cain to kill Abel? Well, first of all, because God gives us free will. And with that will, we can do good or we can, we can harm other people. But of course, there's an afterlife and, and, you know, this, what happens to us in this life is only temporary, but we still have to understand how to overcome it here. Okay. So number one, understand that, that God knows that you're a victim. Okay. He's here to help heal your affliction. And he tells us, in the New Testament, and this is one of my favorite verses, and it's, it's something that really helped me grow in Christ and really, I think, attracted me to Christianity early on. And it says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And we usually take that verse to be talking about sin. Like, okay, if you've sinned, well, great, that, that sin has died. You're now a new creation. Okay, the, the old person who committed those sins that that's dead and gone. It was crucified with Christ, okay? And now this new person has replaced it. But it's not just about sin, because if you really understand the exchanges on the cross, it wasn't just Jesus took on your sin and crucified that on your behalf. He also took on your sufferings, okay? The Bible says, by Christ's stripes, we were healed. Jesus, people forget this, Jesus was a victim of severe abuse. It wasn't just the crucifixion, okay? His friends all turned at him. Peter rejected him several times. People spit at him. People, you know, struck him. He was tortured. Okay. He was, he was an abuse victim and he took that pain and that suffering. Okay. And I'm not saying you never have to experience pain or suffering. What I'm saying is when Jesus took that to the cross, okay, he broke the chains that that pain and suffering has over you. Okay. So if anyone is in Christ, I mean, if anybody accepts Christ into their life, they are a new creation. That old is gone. The old person who was a victim is gone and it's replaced with an overcomer. God wants you to be an overcomer. That's why Chris and I are doing this whole overcomer series. Okay. You're here to overcome suicidal thoughts. You're here to overcome depression. You're here to overcome anger. You're here to overcome addictions, including addictions to pornography. And you're here to overcome abuse. Okay. Don't let anyone tell you that you're less than. All right. You know, I know God places a high emphasis on sexual purity. Well, I have news for you. If you're a victim of abuse, God doesn't hold that against you. It doesn't make you any less pure. God's blood, the blood of Christ, wants to wash you, okay, as white as snow. 
That's why actually Krista and I talk about the importance of taking communion. If you haven't seen our communion episodes, go watch that. We take communion by, and by doing that, we're replacing our body and our blood with the body and blood of Christ. So God wants you, number one, to be clean and be free. Not that you're unclean, but, but the feeling of uncleanness. He wants you to be free from that feeling. Okay. He wants you to understand that he's here to help you. He wants to come into your life and fill those voids and heal those wounds. But here's the key. Now, Kristen's going to tell you, you know, she's going to uh, do the uh, call to salvation. In fact, we usually do that at the end. I want you to do it when I'm mm-hmm. done with this sermon. Okay. We're going to do that good. instead. All right. But here's the thing. Okay. If you want salvation, there's a cost to it and that's forgiveness. Now, this is a hard thing, but you're never going to get rid of pain without forgiving that person because that sort of resentment, that anger, that's what keeps it close to you. Forgiveness isn't really for their benefit, although it helps. Forgiveness is for your benefit. Forgiveness is the act of you releasing that thing. God can't help heal you if you're going to continue holding on. Why? What I say earlier, free will, right? You have to exercise your free will to release that. And the way you do it is you forgive what happened to you. That does not mean that you rationalize what happened to you. That doesn't mean that you're you're uh, okay with him or her, whatever, doing that to someone else or doing it to you again. It doesn't make it right. No one would ever say that. That's silly, okay? It simply means you're saying to yourself, this person no longer has control over me. This person no longer lives inside of me. That's all it is. Uh, Mark uh, 11.25 says, when you stand praying, if you hold anything against anyone, forgive them so that your Father in heaven may forgive you your sins. We've all sinned. My point is simply this. If you want to come to Christ, if you want to be that new creation, if you want to be free from that spirit of destruction, which is the enemy spirit, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and you want to replace that with life and life abundantly, which is what God has for you, then you have to accept Christ into your life, ask him to forgive you of your sins, and we all have sins we have to be forgiven of. But the other side of that is you also have to forgive that person. Now, check this out. God doesn't expect you to do that on your own, okay? You're not supposed to be Superman. You can, you're can you well within your right to say, God, I want to forgive this person. Help me forgive that person, all right? And he will help you. And sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it doesn't happen immediately. But guess what? God rejoices the moment you start the process. We did a, we did a sermon on that recently, okay? The Bible says, despise not the day of small beginnings. And God was talking about that in the context, literally, of someone building a temple, well, that's what we're doing every day. Our body is a temple to God. We're building it up every day. And the Bible says, Bible says God rejoices at the beginning. So all you have to do, listen, you want to need to accept Christ into your life and ask God to help you forgive that person or people, plural, either one. He will rejoice at the beginning. And as long as you're committed to it, he will help you forgive that person and you will be free from that pain, free from that, that self-harm free from that spirit of destruction. He'll replace it with a spirit of love, joy, and peace, okay? And you'll live your fulfilled life the way he wants you to have it, that you want for yourself, and you'll even be able to help other people. That's my message for you today. This man is so anointed. He is so anointed with all of these wonderful sermons, and I think it's amazing because God has given you, like, in this sermon in particular, in a lot of the sermons where you tie together your experience as a lawyer and uh and and your preaching and tying that together and giving us you know just 
uh, a different perspective on things, you know? So it's, it's so awesome. Like those stories that you just shared, uh, so many thoughts, so many thoughts on that. Um, I remember talking to someone who had had just a very interesting journey and he was, he was then called to speak to kids. And he said, you know, when I see a lot of these kids that may, look like they're manifesting, asking, crying out for attention through, you know, piercings and tattoos and all these things. I just think to myself, you know, they're, they're crying out, someone notice me. Um, and it doesn't have to just be piercings and tattoos. It could be other things. But, you know, he said, you know, we all have scars. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have, there's a famous line, has thou, thou no scar, then thou has not traveled very far. And <laughs> so, it's we all have scars, but it's how God uses those scars, and by His wounds we were healed. So using that uh, to to for His glory and the beauty from the ashes. And one other thing that I always think you're so right on, you need to forgive. Um, but I will say, I had a, a, a dear friend who had gone through a very traumatic experience, and she said to me, and um, I'm not going to quote the, the person that she learned this from. Um, because it doesn't matter. But if you've ever heard this somewhere, I'm just going to say it to encourage somebody. She said, you know, I read in this book that when I'm forgiving this person, I should write them a letter. I should say, you know, all this stuff. Well, I just want to say sometimes that's appropriate if it's, you know, to give you an example of, I don't know, so two people got in a fight in church and you need to write a letter or talk to the person or write a letter. You could also write it and not send it. It just helps you to get it out. See that that would my what I was gonna say. But if it's a person who, you know, there's a lot of different instances that I would say, no, you don't. It's between you and God. Um, you know, there it, there are instances where you need to talk to the person. But if not, I like that idea. Write it, don't send it. But sometimes it's even dangerous to send it to that person. So don't think that by not sending that letter to that person that you know you're not going to be off the hook. It's about between you and God and the forgiveness in your heart. Yeah. Don't be afraid to talk to people about it. Don't be yeah. afraid. But this is part of the reason also that we, Kristen and I, did the relationship series, which I think is over 20 episodes now, okay, because we want you to have a relationship with God also so you can talk to him about these things. But definitely, you know, either talking or for me, writing things down helps me take things from stuck on the inside to getting them outside. It's kind of a cathartic experience. And look, we're emotional people. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and so – the point is just simply have God guide that process. What's right for some people right. is not right for others. Right. But, you know, God will put on your heart what you're supposed to do. And and the point here is is not that he's trying to make your life harder. In fact, what he says is, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He wants to replace that heavy burden that you have, that sadness, that pain, that emptiness. He wants to replace that burden with his very easy burden. And he'll he'll be more than happy to guide you in that. I like that. Write the letter, don't send it. That's that's good. Very good. So I'll we'll do the call. Yeah, that's I think now's a good time to do it. So if you have never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you did like a long, long time ago and you need to rededicate your life, um, this is the perfect opportunity. Don't delay. Just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. 
If you prayed that prayer, you can leave a message to us directly, an inbox message, or you can comment on the video because we want to um, celebrate your new life in Christ. Absolutely. And so we have just a couple prayer requests tonight. Um, Are you, do you want to do those? Let me. I just. It's funny. I just did this sermon on self harm, and someone um, who I know has been badly victimized um, just writes me, and I'm not going to say her name. Um, first name starts with M, and she'll know who this is. I'm going to tell her about this. Um, and I just felt like while you were praying, in fact, you prayed for this person before. You That's sent right. this person a uh, an audio prayer, yeah. and so Father God, I just want to start by praying for this uh, this person who Kristen yes. and I know, who is. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence that this text message came in just as Kristen was praying here. Yeah. We lift this person up to you. We know she believes in God, but God, we know, but I also know that you want to heal her of what she's going through. Yes. You know, sometimes someone's life just looks like a jigsaw puzzle that was once finished and then someone just threw it on the floor and scrambled it up and, and it just looks like it's going to be impossible to get back together. But God, you can, you can make that happen. So we lift this person up to you. We ask that you restore her relationship with her children. We ask that you restore her health. We ask that you heal her of all of her wounds and of, of any other, these afflictions that are causing them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank amen. you for letting me do that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I do want to pray for uh, a dear friend of mine, um, a dear friend of ours, uh, Michelle, who is... Um, God, but to God be the glory. She's already had an amazing miracle in her life with a heart transplant and mm. uh, just has quite a testimony. But um, now they think that she needs a kidney. And um, the thing with that is that you're pretty far down on the list when you've already had a heart transplant. So we're going to pray that she doesn't need that kidney. But even if she does, that she gets what she needs. Um, she's been a great, great friend to me and to a lot of a blessing to a lot of other people. So Dear Jesus, I pray for Michelle. I lift her up. I pray for her entire family, and we surround her. She's um, just a wonderful woman of you, Lord. She loves you, Lord. I just pray that um, you would just come into the situation, God. Nothing is too far outside your reach, Lord. Lord, heal her, God. Um, heal her and let her not have to get this kidney. And if she does, Lord, let just just make a way where there is no way. God, I just pray for complete healing. Lord, you've already created a miracle with this heart transplant, heart transplant, Lord. She is a walking miracle. God, she's a walking testament to your, to your faith and love. Lord, just create a new miracle and just help her not to feel anxious or worried about anything. Um, she certainly has a fighting spirit and, um, Actually, when I spoke to her, she said, um, it's not going to stop me and what I need to do in life. And she's just going full steam ahead. So thank you for her fighting spirit, Lord, that you've given her. I just ask you to deliver her from this. In Jesus' name, amen. And um, we'll definitely continue to pray for that and for the other um, young lady we were praying for before. Um, you know, we. I just want you guys to know we pray on this show, but uh, you're continually in our thoughts and prayers. And thank you for you know, I love it when you send the same message. That's fine. You can keep sending it because even at that moment, I just pray over the prayers when I see them. So, um, and God sees them and mm. God's interceding for you. So we pray for Ashir, who says, pray for my family. Hovita said for her children's needs. And Bietha says, pray for me and my children and our family to overcome the enemy and the devil that's attacking us. 
pray for uh, my networking to receive favor. I'm not quite sure what that means, but God knows. So that's that's all that matters. Lord, we lift up Ashir and his family. God, I've asked for your favor, um, your power, love, and a sound mind to come over their entire family. God, give them new new hope, new beginning, and just protect them in every single way. For Hovita's children's needs, Lord, you care for these children. You care for Hovita. Lord, I can't even imagine. Um, I'm not a mom yet, but I know that when you're a mom, you have this, this heart for your children that there's just nothing that can describe it, quite describe it. So God, I just pray that you fill up Hovita and that she would not worry, that her children be taken care of. And you help Hovita and her children, Lord, to get every every need that they have met and over and above. You're an abundant God. You don't just meet the needs. You go over and above. And for Beatha, same thing. She said for her children as well. God, help this mother and her children, Lord. And the enemy is attacking her. But in Jesus' name, God, you have overcome the world and you have overcome the situation. So in Jesus' name, show your face to her. Show her that you are with her, God. We know you're with her, but show her. Give her an awareness of your presence. And Lord, let her just surrender all to you. And as she continues to surrender, your power is just like this great mighty shadow overpowering the enemy, overpowering the legion uh, of demons because God, you are greater. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, Lord. So just overpower and overtake in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right. Well, I guess you're ready to call to salvation. Yes. So um, you can just close out the show. Guys, thanks for watching. As always, uh, we hope you guys have a great wait weekend in, in uh, the United States. It's Labor Day weekend, so have a nice holiday. We'll see you again Monday, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And as always, until then, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.